and welcome to Unashamed, a Smut Lovers podcast where we just want to talk about smut. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Courtney. And today we are doing our daddy episode. Yay! Um, Yay! <laughs> yep, so today's episode is going to be on the daddy trope. Um, as always, if we like something that you don't like or vice versa, they're just our opinions. It's not that deep. Don't take it personal. Um, I know at least for me, I have both male, female, and male, male um, on my list. I don't know about you, Courtney. I think same here. Okay. Yeah. So I actually only... have one um, like male harem thing too. Same. I have one that's male, male, male. Yeah. Um, and then I've got one that's age play. So this is going to be one of those that is no judgment. Okay, all you judgy McJudgersons, if you're listening. Not the episode for you if you can't keep your judgment to yourself. Yeah, or a judgmental person, or even if daddy stuff makes you uncomfortable, this probably won't be for you. Yes. We love we love the daddies here. Yes. <laughs> bring, bring all the daddies. We're daddy fans. Um, a little introduction. So the daddy trope is usually um, – so there's non-age play and age play, uh, I guess, within the kink. And so it usually revolves around an older man being – sometimes older. Actually, sometimes the daddy is younger. But I, I think just for the purpose of explaining, it's usually uh, – the daddy is in a position of power, hence the daddy title, and um, guides and punishes his little when they misbehave. And of course, within that, there's always every couple or, you know, whatever has their own dynamic. So um, it can really be super open to an interpretation as far as it goes. But it's usually a dom-sub dynamic, whereas the little is the sub and the dom is the daddy. Okay, so my first one is Little Dove by Layla Frost. It's a male-female, and the main female character, um, she grew up in an abusive household with a single dad, and when the main male character came to collect on a debt, he ended up killing her dad. And when he saw her, he decided to take her and keep her. And he kind of put her in, like, a gilded cage. So when he took her, it was her 17th birthday. So nothing happened between them for a year except for him taking care of her. And her life up until that point was so bad and so hard that she just kind of, like, there's a little bit of teething pains. But for the most part, she just kind of accepted her gilded cage. She's like, I have everything that I need. I have a bed to sleep in that I don't need to, like, worry if I'm going to get beat in the middle of the night, you know. And so she kind of just accepted her, her cage. And then when she turns 18, he told her that he wants to be her daddy. They end up finding out that some people are after her because of things that her dad did before he died. And because her dad was a piece of shit. <laughs> it was really good. It was really spicy. And it was definitely sweeter than I expected it to be. Um, I had put off reading this book for a while just because the blurb was it, it didn't seem like it would be very sweet. And daddy books are usually on the sweeter side. 
so I wasn't sure about it, but I'm really glad that I read it. It was really good. I like it. I recommend. Nice. I'm pretty sure I've read Lula Frost before. I haven't seen that one, but it's so it's always, always, always recommended for daddy books. Like in the book groups, I mean, I see it all the time recommended, but every time I read the blurb, I was like, eh, I don't know. But when we were getting ready for this episode, I was like, I'll just try it. <laughs> and I'm glad I did. I really liked it. He's like mafia. Like he runs the casinos in Vegas and stuff like that. And like all the fights and things. So it was oh, cool. Nice. It was See, yeah. that's what's good about this podcast is I had it has opened my eyes to quite a bit of things when I'm like just trying to find something to fit the, you know, weekly episode. And I'm like, oh, I really liked this. I did, wouldn't have even downloaded it if it hadn't have been something I, you know, I needed to find a book for the, you know, trope or episode topic. Yeah, me too. So. I, yeah, I was not in a daddy mood and I, I picked that one up um, and it was really good. I'm really happy I read it. Nice. Okay, so my first one, I'm actually currently reading it. I have not finished it yet. It's called Look But Don't Touch uh, by Kara D. It's part of the Touch series. Um, the standalone version of this book is not available. However, the completed series altogether is available on Kindle Unlimited. Uh, so this one is uh, Nicholas Ford. Is He owns a few clubs and bars and stuff. But his, like, baby, his, like, you know, Shining Glory, whatever it is, uh, Switch, it's a uh, BDSM slash kink club. And basically, Nicholas is a, or Nick, he's a 36-year-old man, and he kind of let his family nag him into, like, you know, you're not getting any younger, and, you know, you're, you need to start looking for someone, da, da, da. So he met this woman named Amanda. And I want to say she's around the same age. Uh, I'm not super, super far into the book. I don't think it's going to be very long, though. But he starts dating her, and she's vanilla. So he's now in this vanilla relationship. And uh, she's kind of pushing him into, like, oh, well, let's move in together. And, like, you know, we're not getting any younger. And, you know, she's kind of trying to push, and he's not ready. They've only been together for, I think, like, four months. And so he's like, it is way too soon. He knows he's unhappy with her because she is – against the kink like she doesn't even like him going to that club she's you know why do you need to go and at least you're not into that stuff and you know kind of like that and so he's kind of like coming to the decision he's like you know I, I need to leave her like I'm not happy I'm not gonna be happy if I stay and she's pushing for things that I definitely don't want with her so he goes to um his club one night that is uh putting on a daddy little girl um kind of event and he meets this girl named Kayla and he just meets her innocently at the bar she's asking for a soda you know he's getting a drink and he kind of sees her and he's like struck and he was like that's what I'm missing and um he crosses the line trigger warning there is cheating uh very well it definitely crosses the line but um it's only brief cheating because he resolves his relationship thing however Kayla has just gotten into town and um, she's kind of contemplating staying. They kind of have like a little tryst. They don't have sex, not to completion, but they definitely cross the line as far as like it goes with his relationship. It kind of opens his eyes that last like little bit where he's like, I need to end this. Um, however, he's supposed to go to his with his girlfriend to her uh, sister is getting married the next day. 
And so he's like, after the wedding, like, this is over. Like, you know what I'm going to say. And um, so he goes with her. She's, like, introducing him to the family. And surprise, surprise, Kayla is there. She is the cousin of his girlfriend. And he sees her. And, like, he's already kind of resolved the whole relationship thing. And let me tell you, Amanda's kind of nasty. Like, she... The way she interacts with Kayla is like automatically Kayla's the black sheep of the family. She calls her drifter and like kind of talks down about her a bunch. And so Nicholas kind of like takes her from the wedding. He was like, let's do this. You know, you're mine. I'm going to be your daddy. And that's pretty much as far as I've gone into it is like when they get back to his house. But it is an age playbook, which means that there is kind of where she regresses into a more childlike persona. Not all daddy books have this. This one does, though. And uh, if you're not comfortable with that, which for a really long time I wasn't with daddy books, don't pick it up because you're just going to be not comfortable. Yeah, I feel like Cara D does regression pretty well. I haven't read that book, um, but I've read other books of hers where there's regression. And I feel like she does a pretty good job. I, Not all authors do. This <laughs> went a little further. So the game series, I don't think, like, it has sort of regression, but it's not, like, this goes a little farther, especially with, like, their uh, intimate talk than I feel like oh. the game series ever went as far as age play. Yeah, I, I don't mind age play. I thought I would for a long time. I avoided it. But the more that I've read, I like age play. I, I can do without it, but I, I can do with it as well. It doesn't bother me one way or the other. Um, okay, so my next one actually has age play in it as well. Um, it's Call Me Daddy by Jade West. Um, another excellent daddy book. This one is also male-female. So the main female character is out for her 18th birthday with her friend, and her friend ditches her, and she ends up into trouble. I, it's been a long time since I've read it. But I believe her friend, like, had her phone and her keys. Like, she was holding on to all of her stuff for her, and her friend, like, ditched her. So she ends up out in the rain trying to figure out how to walk home from where they are. And the she ends up running into some trouble. Okay, so the main male character, he is an older man, and he ends up holding up and saving her and brings her back to his place. So then the next day... They go and she finds out that her place has been trashed um, and she doesn't feel safe there anymore. So she goes to stay with him and she ends up staying in his daughter's old room and it's set up for a little girl. And so they do end up like I think at first they end up forming kind of like a like dad and daughter relationship and then it turns into like a daddy-dom little girl relationship. There is age play. She's very naive and young compared to him, um, but they do find a relationship that works for them. Jade West is hot as fuck to read. Like her books are always amazing. Um, I definitely recommend it. it. I think this might've actually been the first age play book I ever read, but it was really good and I do recommend it. I totally missed the title, but I read this book. I know what book exactly what book you're talking about. It's Call Me Daddy, Jade West. I had to look it up when we were getting ready for this episode because I was like, I remember I loved that daddy book, but I don't remember what it was. Yeah, <laughs> as I soon had... as you started talking about it, I was like, wait, I know this book. <laughs> it's, it's really good. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was good. Um, 
I think that's one of the, uh, I've read Age Play before, but that was um, one of the first ones I read when I uh, started kind of reading more Age Play and getting Same. a little more comfortable with it. Because like I said at the beginning, I, I wasn't as comfortable as I am now with it. Like now I can do with either. Yeah. And like this one, it doesn't have diaper play in it, but it it's like close, <laughs> you know, like it's definitely age play for sure. Yeah. Okay. So my next one is another book by Kara D. It's uh, actually part of the game series. It's the shepherd. It's the newest one. And this is a two part book. So, uh, and the next part will have more daddy little interactions. This one actually doesn't have very much. So, uh, which I, I, I just really want to talk about it, which is why I'm putting it in here because I loved it so much. Uh, so this is a thruple that will eventually turn into, or not really a thruple, it's a poly family dynamic um, that will eventually add another person into their dynamic. So for the, uh, originally it's three and it'll become four. So it's about Greer. And if any of you have read the uh, game series, you'll see him. He kind of floats through as a side character. He's one of the doms. He's not a daddy, though. Uh, and also, it has Sloan, who was in Doll Parts. He actually dated uh, one of the men in Doll Parts, or didn't date, but like kind of casually saw one of the men in Doll Parts, and Which, he was his daddy. Uh, was it Greer that was it Greer that did the sounding in Doll Parts? Yes, it was. Greer did sounding, and also he he's he's just he's one of the doms that's friends with like Kingsley. Uh, he's you're friends with all the doms. He's one of the doms that participates in quite a few of the games. I think he's in almost every book. Like at least I didn't, he's the one that wears the kilt. Yeah, I didn't realize that he had his own book That's he exciting. does and it's the two-part book which i'm so excited about because this one was fan freaking tastic oh my gosh so uh greer is not a daddy however he is a um sadist and a dom and so he has been best friends and greer has like the most adorable when he's not in like dom mode he is the most adorable golden retriever i swear to god like he's always you know, like he's so close to his family. He's a really, really, really awesome guy. And uh, so it kind of starts where um, he is delivering with his family's business. I believe it's alcohol. Like they supply alcohol for uh, both the kink community, his kink community at their uh, house and um, also just like fairs and stuff around town. So he goes to this fair to deliver and his family is there. And so he's kind of talking to them and he meets Archie and Archie is this like British guy that he kind of has a connection with. He only ever really sees him one time and then he just kind of disappears into the ether. And so a few years later, he is in sort of a, a not a relationship within the McLean house, uh, kink community he i don't really know how to start he kind of has this dynamic with this other couple he's not in sort of any sort of sexual relationship with them but um one of the marcus i think his name is has is a daddy dom who cannot be uh physical like he can't punish his his boy his little and his little needs punishment and holy shit did i forget the little's name Sorry, we will, we've seen Corey before too. He was a bunch, he was in there a bunch too. Anyway, so poor Corey. So Corey is actually autistic. 
like he's on the spectrum and he needs the pain in order to process his emotions is how it's put. And so his daddy doesn't ever can't do that for him. And so Greer kind of comes in and gives him the pain and the punishment that he needs, especially during the games. And then um, his daddy kind of, you know, does the rest of it. However, it turns out that Greer kind of notices that his daddy is abusive like not physically, but um, there's just some real hinky going on. I don't want to get too much into it because it is kind of, it'll be more explained in the next book. But uh, anyway, so while all this is happening, his best friend Sloan um, has divorced from his wife and is has four kids of his own. No, sorry. I lied to you. Three kids of his own. His it's too expensive in the city. His ex-wife sucks too. Like she decided to just take a job like in another town or in another somewhere else. Decided to take this job and was like, I'm out. Like uh, maybe I'll take the kids with me, whatever. But he ends up keeping the kids with him. And Greer is like, you're moving in with me. Like I have this house. I own this house. I can help. Like you don't have to pay all of your paycheck to rent and take care of three kids while your ex-wife just kind of, you know, screws off to wherever she's going to go. Like, let me help. And so Sloan kind of like very reluctantly does it. And they kind of notice that they have feelings for each other. But Sloan is a daddy. And then Archie comes back into the picture. Sweet, lovable British Archie. He also has a daughter. He got one. I think it was through sperm donation or not sperm donation, but um, surrogacy. He decided to get his own daughter. Uh, she's little, little. And Archie is a full-time domestic sub is what it's called. He Domestic servitude. And so he and Greer kind of start this relationship of their own. Also, there are some really interesting, like, uh, kinks that uh, get explored. Tell a couple, me. But Carrie D is me. so good at, like, introducing me to stuff that I'm like, I did not know that that existed. And I like I it. Know. I so, know. What is it? Anal hooks. I'm just going to say that, which sounds anal. horrible. But Oops. I actually looked it up myself, and it's not bad. Okay, I'm going to Google. Okay, so, um, yeah, so basically they start this poly family together where they're kind of um, keeping it on the download from the kids at first and just growing their love for each other. And then uh, the very end is a little bit of a cliffhanger. However, Corey is going to be introduced. They end up taking Corey home at the very end of the book because they're, but there's a lot and you just, you've got to, you've got to read it. I swear, Kelsey, read it. The next one comes out in July. It's not even that long. Okay. Anal hooks is something that I didn't know about. I just Googled it. Me either. I didn't know about sounding either until doll parts. And I was like, that sounds uncomfortable, but anal hooks, I think I'd be okay with. Well, we don't have penises, so... Um, sounding, I love sounding up. isn't really something that it does. Do they do it for women too? You can. Oh fuck that. Yeah, but I never ever would I think of doing something like that to myself. Yeah. So in in case anybody doesn't know what these kinks are, sounding is where they stick like a rod or something up your pee hole, and then anal hooks is exactly how it sounds. And I I don't know how else to explain but not that. sharp. <laughs> right. I want no, you guys to know that nobody is like severing internal parts. No, it's like <laughs> it's like anal beads, but with a hook. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I learned something new as well. I'm like every time I think that I I've, I've got a grasp on most of the kinks, Kara D throws a new one at me. Okay. So my next one 
is Unexpected by K.M. Newhold. It is a male, male, male. Let me tell you before I get into this. I searched high and wide to find this book because I read it a long time ago. It has been one of those books that has just stuck with me ever since. I think about it every couple months and I'm like, dang, that was a good book. I wish I could remember what it was called <laughs> or who wrote it or anything. Like I could not for the life of me remember. And I texted Courtney like this whole description of it. She hadn't read it. And so finally I went and like posted it in one of my book groups and they, it, I think it took them less than three minutes to tell me the book. I was like, oh, thank the Lord because I was like, I'm doing a daddy episode and I need to know <laughs> what the name of this freaking book is. So I reread it. It was still just as good the second time. So main male character one, he is like hard up on money. His best friend moved out to go live with his triad and their poly relationship so now he's covering rent by himself and pride is like a huge issue for him and he his name is kyle i guess i'll try courtney's method and i'll use names so his name is kyle and kyle started working like a marketing job for maverick maverick owns a clothes store like a hipsters men's clothes store and they that is failing his business is failing they get no customers like the marketing is just not great. Anyways, Maverick is married to Ari. And Ari it has been working like multiple jobs trying to keep the store afloat, to keep a roof over their head. Um, and so Ari's just like working his ass off so Maverick can have his dream. So anyways, uh, Kyle is like he wears makeup and he wears panties and he's very femme. And so he's got kind of um, not really insecurities about that, but he's got like trust issues as far as the rest of the world goes. So that's part of why he didn't get a roommate because he didn't want somebody to come in and like be mean to him or judge him about the way that he looks. So he ends up getting like shorted on his paychecks from Maverick. Maverick does like they're really struggling they don't get any customers in the store and he tells them like you know I, I just don't have all of it and like he does end up getting it to him but it's not in time and Kyle ends up getting evicted and so he decides to sleep in the office on the couch at the clothes store and one night Maverick sends Ari to get something from the office and Ari finds somebody sleeping in the office and he's like hey are you kyle and then he kind of like ari puts two and two together like my husband has not been paying this boy his full checks and this boy is homeless so he takes him and he brings him to their house and gives kyle a place to live and so then you find out that Ari and Maverick used to be part of a, a thruple. They used to have a third. And Sam, like, broke their heart. Sam, they were together for, like, three years. And then one day he just left a note and left. And Sam also wore makeup and panties and whatever. And he was Ari's boy. And Maverick's not, like, super into kink. So he can't really give Ari what Ari needs as a daddy because he's not a boy. And so this beautiful boy comes to live with them and they're kind of awestruck about him but they're scared 
to go into that kind of relationship again because they got hurt so bad the last time. So anyways, it just progresses from there and they do end up opening themselves up and becoming um, like a poly relationship instead of them just being married. And it was so, so good. They find their missing piece. They find their boy. Um, and there, I mean, there's a little bit of tension because Kyle does make like YouTube videos and it starts to blow up and he gets a job opportunity. Um, and that scares the shit out of Maverick because he's like, he's going to leave us like Sam did. And, but no, it's, it's a very good book. I highly recommend it. I downloaded it. I started it too, before I got into the Carrier D1. And yeah, it's, it's cute it's so far. It's a quick read. Like, I think it's over 300 pages and I read it in just a couple hours. Like I can't, once I started it, I was like sucked back in. Yeah. It's, it was cute from what I read. I can't wait to finish it. I just, I'm a book jumper sometimes. So that's a me problem. Okay. So my next one is Golden by Helen Juliet. So Goldie, I can't remember his real name and I don't think it's said very often to be honest with you um goldie was dating this guy his ex-boyfriend and he worked for honeypot porn industry honeypot porn production company whatever and um he took out this big loan with goldie as a co-signer and then it completely failed because he had been accused the ex-boyfriend not goldie had been accused of assaulting one of the actors and so i don't remember if he was fired, but he uh, ended up, they failed it. So the loan ended up getting defaulted to Goldie. And the um, owner of the company was like, look, you know, you don't have the money. However, if you work for me with a couple of videos, I will, I'll take that out of, you know, I'll, I'll just make your, your loan will go away. We'll just use that instead. And so he sends Goldie to the, these three bears and uh bear uh in the um i don't know if it's the the gay community or the king community necessarily but bears are these big guys who are often um a little hefty but hot and uh a little bit hairy and so there's these three bears there's papa there's daddy papa and baby bear and um baby is a little a middle even I think he might be a little though and he's married to Papa and they were married and then they met daddy and they are like the stars of the honeypot porn production like they're they have tons of followers they make a ton of money and um so the owner calls him up and he like sends over the folder and he was like oh this guy is new into porn and like he tells Goldie like you can't tell anybody why because it'll ruin my company if you tell anybody why you're doing these videos so you have to like just tell them that you're new into the industry and so he sends them to the three bears and they're they are ecstatic they like they see him and they're like oh yeah we want him because normally when they get sent guys to like do videos with uh they're a they're a poly couple, so they're always together and they do videos by themselves, but they also get people who kind of like come in for like, you know, a video or two. Normally they get sent like the gym bunnies and stuff like that. And so they see this little like twink for, you know, lack of a better word, and they want him bad. And so daddy, who's kind of the leader of both Papa and baby, take him in they Goldie goes to their house and they take him in and they like, you know, kind of, they kind of get started like right away and it becomes this thing. And it's like supposed to just be a weekend, but 
towards the end of the week, instantly they're already feeling like this is different. We're already caring for him and stuff like that. And so they're under the impression that he is just, you know, only there for the weekend and that he's just getting his start in the porn industry. And they're like, you know, we kind of want to keep him, but we, you know, what are we supposed to do? And so, and poor Goldie is like so conflicted because he's like, I just want to tell them the truth. I'm like, I'm having feelings, but obviously like they're, they have this huge following and they're like beloved porn stars and what, you know, so he kind of gets the ready to just like leave after the last of, you know, their session. And he's, he goes to leave and daddy's like, where are you going? Like you're ours. And then there's some drama because the ex-boyfriend shows back up. And there's just, oh, it's, it was sweet and cute and good. This is non-age play. Like there's daddy, papa, and there's like a little bit of like little interaction too. But like everybody just falls in love with Goldie and Goldie falls in love with everybody. It's just so freaking, I loved it. It was cute and wholesome. I guess as wholesome as porn can be, but you know. If you like porn books, The Ballsy Boys by K.M. Newhold is super good. I, that was my introduction to her, and I freaking love it. Yeah. Um, there's, there's a daddy book in there. It's Pixie. Um, See, and I wasn't sure because, you know, with the – not necessarily the reputation. Like, I am all about get your bag. If you want to do porn, do porn. I'm absolutely – like good for you. You know, I I would do it if I could. But you know what I mean? It's like I'm not against the porn. It's just when I kind of think of like the porn industry and relationships, I'm like, is it like a clothes thing or like you're going to be sleeping with other people? And then like, how does that affect the relationship? I didn't think that I would necessarily like the porn aspect. I just really liked this one. And I, I know I've seen KM Newholds too. Um, You should try it. Pixie, anyways, I was going to actually add this one, but it's been so long since I've read it that I would get, like, a lot of information wrong. But I'll just add it in there really quick. So, Pixie, I think it might be the last book in the Ballsy Boys series, actually. But, anyways, he's a twink, and he is kind of a mess at managing his life. And he has been going after, like, the, I don't know, the, the... the boss i don't remember his name but the boss he throws off like heavy daddy vibes and pixie's like i want him to be my daddy and he's been going after him like the whole series basically and he's been turning him down like you're my employee or my employee we can't do that you know like i run a professional space here i won't i won't sleep with one of my employees and eventually pixie wears him down especially when he sees what a mess pixie's life is and he's like no you need a daddy he kind of like controls all of pixie's life and takes care of him and pixie's like oh thank god (laughs) so it's it's a really cute and sweet one that might have been the first daddy book i ever read seriously like they're all so so good and it's I don't want to spoil anything, but there's some relationships where, like, the guys do end up leaving porn um, to be, like, true to their relationship. Some of them, they only do porn with their partner. Like, it just depends on the relationship, but it doesn't cause, like, the porn aspect of it isn't really. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm going to check it out. 
And like I said, either way, like whatever you want to do in your um, relationship and dynamic, I just... So anyways, my last one that I have is Mad Love by April Jade. Um, it is one that Courtney talked about before. I don't remember if it was in our first male male episode or if it was in a bi-weekly, but so I'll just go over it again because it's been a little while regardless. So the main male character one has lupus and he was very sick. He didn't have heat in his apartment. Um, he was fired from his job. So he ended up going to sleep in the locker room of the gym of the company that he was just fired from. So while he's asleep, the owner of the company comes in and finds him and is kind of like, you know, what the hell are you doing sleeping in my locker room? And he doesn't really know what to say. He's sick. He ends up passing out. When he wakes up, he is in this guy's house. And so, and that guy is obviously main male character too. So he, you know, just decides that he wants to keep this kid that he found. So anyways, he finds this um, kid and he decides that he wants to keep him. And so he sets him up in his house and tells him something. They get into an argument. They get into a fight about the fact that, like, he basically kidnapped him. And he tells him, fine, then, like leave if you want to. I'm not going to keep you here. And he ends up, he leaves and he goes back to his little shithole apartment and the other male character, he hunts him down and realizes that like all the work that they did getting him better is gone because he just walked four miles in the winter and he's, he's flaring up again. So he takes him back to his house, you know, tells him like, I just want you to get better and I just want to help you for whatever reason. Like, also, uh, main character two, he is a like mob mob boss. Like, he's in the mafia, and so he's um, it's not really heavy on the mafia trope, like actually in the book, but it is mentioned. Like, he's dark, he's possessive, he's a little crazy, <laughs> uh, and he just for whatever reason wants to be kind to this boy um so they end up getting closer over a couple months and they do end up forming a relationship and so um there is a little bit of drama that happens but it was very good i wasn't expecting to like it as much as i did i was not in a mafia mood at all but i decided to try it anyways i'm glad i did it's not very heavy on the mafia like it's mentioned but it's not like the main focus and so yeah I definitely recommend it. it was sweet. I cannot wait until like the next book in that series comes out too. It's going to be um like the friend and the bodyguard. So yeah, it sounds like it's going to be good that like the lead up on it was perfect. I was so upset when I realized that this was the only book from that author. I was like, no, I need more. I didn't even look, but I, I also haven't picked up a second book yet, but I did look to see if that one was out yet and it's not. But it's yeah, yeah. It's, it sounds like it's gonna be really good. I the dark and possessive aspect was not super believable, but I liked it anyways. Yeah, like, he just like randomly shouts like mine. I can <laughs> stuff like that. I can suspend like, <laughs> belief when I feel like the uh, it, but if you know if, I can suspend belief when it's good enough. Yeah, and it fit his character, so it was like I can't like picture somebody actually 
like saying the things that he said, but I could picture him doing it, you know? Right. Yeah. No, I feel that way quite a bit in certain books. I'm like, I can't really, but you know what I mean? That's what fiction is really, especially if it's written well enough, like you can, you can suspend your belief. Anything is possible in fiction books, including crazies yelling mine randomly. Um, Yeah, he does. He just like yells mine all the time. (laughs) I loved it though because it worked for his character. It, it was it worked for him. Like I couldn't imagine him not being so possessive. You know. Yeah. Okay. So my last one is uh, Playful Bite. It's part of the Love Bites series. It's the third and I think possibly last book in there. It's by Jada Marks. I would say read this series in order. Uh, so this is actually a daddy middle book. So a middle is a little who doesn't necessarily regress to like a younger uh a a younger age they regress to like you know a middle age i don't uh so ian is a daddy who owns a toy store and it's also a vampire book just you know throwing that out there um so in this book uh vampires meet their soulmate and then when they meet them like that's the only person that they're ever gonna like love instant attraction things like that and so uh ian is a human who's a daddy and he owns a toy store and um he kind of knows that vampires exist because uh his toy store both caters to adult littles and kid littles and so um a few of the previous books characters have gone in there to buy toys and whatnot. He he meets this boy Joey. And Joey is a vampire who uh, is kind of a little feeling down on himself. Like he goes to a vampire therapist who uh, is like telling him. He's like, you know, you'll meet him. Just you got this. You're an independent. And he's like, you know, but a lot of daddies want like little littles. And I'm not a little little. And uh, so then he goes to cheer himself up to buy a toy a new toy and he stops an interaction outside of the toy store with a boy well an adult boy who um had a barbie and i guess this this guy's older brother had come and saw him with it and you know like they were getting into a fight and so uh joey stopped it and then he goes and he meets ian and it's like instant like he just he's like you're my daddy and ian's kind of a little insecure because he's he's a hefty guy and he's like you know i don't think my body is what you're gonna want and joey's like no he's like you don't understand everything about you he's like we're gonna you know share some blood and be faded forever and it's it's a really cute fast-paced story and i also really like the middle aspect too that sometimes you don't just want like a little story you want you want someone who is a little more independent. And Joey's very much a little more independent. Cute. It sounds really cute. I've been seeing that um, recommended a lot, actually. You should get it. It's. I would recommend starting with the. I liked the first one the most. I. I. You know, they were all cute. Are they all super short? Yeah, they're all really short. Hold on. Well, it sounds cute. Okay, sorry. And that is all for me. All right, so that's all for me as well. I hope you guys liked our daddy episode. Let us know if you want us to do a part two in the future. We love daddy books. We have probably a shit ton more in our arsenal. These are just <laughs> the first one. I ones. can remember what I read when I'm done reading it. I would probably have had so many more. It's just when I get put on the spot, I nothing. My mind blanks of every trope I've ever read. I'm like, what's a daddy book? I know. 
Same. It came time for us to read daddy books for this episode, and I was like, that is the last fucking thing I want to do, when normally I'm, like, only reading daddy books. Yeah. And then I'm like, I can't think of any daddy books. (laughs) Yeah. Um, All right. So next week will be our biweekly book review again. And yeah, I think that's everything. Thank you for listening, guys. Thank you. Bye. Bye.